The Cardinals on the board signing a free agent starting pitcher. And wouldn't you know it, it's a reunion with an old friend. We'll talk Lance Lynn to the Cardinals coming up on B-Shave Daily. What's going on, everybody? And welcome in to this edition of B-Shave Daily. Brendan Schaefer here with you. Morning hours of Monday, November 20th, 2023. Emergency episode of B-Shave Daily. We're going to scrap the previous plans for this episode, where last night I told you, hey, we'll be talking the non-tenders from Friday. No, not yet. We got to talk something else because the Cardinals are on the board with their first notable free agent signing of the offseason. According to multiple reports coming out Monday, Lance Lynn heading back to the Cardinals on a one-year contract. All the Nationals reporters on this Monday morning, so it does appear this will come to fruition. It looks like $10 million is the guaranteed salary, according to the reports that have come out so far. I'm recording this right before noon, so I'm sure there will be additional information that we'll continue to cover right here on B-Shape Daily, right here on the Brendan Schaefer St. Louis Cardinals Writer YouTube channel. So make sure you hit that subscribe button and don't miss a minute of our off-season coverage. And then, of course, as we get into next season, we'll be on top of all things St. Louis Cardinals. But the report coming out from Jeff Passan that it was in the neighborhood of $10 million. It looks like Bob Nightingale has one year $10 million as well. $3 million in performance bonuses. We'll see what information trickles out on the bonus aspect of that. And also a $12 million club option for 2025. That's according to Bob Nightingale. So it looks like the Cardinals will have the opportunity to have Lance Lynn for this coming season and then potentially another season beyond that, depending on how his performance goes. Now, let's get into it. Is this a good deal for the Cardinals? I think it's a fine deal for the Cardinals to start off the offseason because this team needs innings. And what Lance Lynn provided last season was innings. His ERA of 5.73 overall is now what you want. But 183 and two-thirds innings is an important number. Because when you look at what the Cardinals have already lost from last year's team, which, keep in mind, was not good, right? The team wasn't good as it was, but the reality of it is you've got 162 games in a season, and in most of those games you're going to pitch nine innings, maybe sometimes only eight, depending on uh, if you're trailing on the road. The home team doesn't need to bat. But you're, you're pushing 1,500 innings in a season, and the Cardinals lost over 600 of them to my count, and probably more than that, but 600 innings at least to names you really know from last year's pitching staff, not just in the starting rotation. I think that's the easy trap to fall into for for Cardinals fans thinking about this coming season and what needs to happen. Well, they need three starters. Okay, Mo said they're going to get two, two and a half starters. Well, what does that really mean? The reality is, They lost 100 innings from Adam Wainwright, 81 innings from Dakota Hudson, 109 innings from Jack Flaherty, 121 innings from Jordan Montgomery. And then you can go into the bullpen and look at Jake Woodford, was kind of a split swingman type of guy. Jordan Hicks, his relief innings have to be replaced in a meaningful way. I know he left a couple of months ago, but down the stretch of the season, they just had a bunch of bodies out there that are not going to be a part of next year's team. There's a couple of revelations from that group, probably John King, probably JoJo Romero, two guys that... Uh, You didn't really realize until the tail end of the season that they could play a little bit. Those are guys that are going to be back. But elsewhere on this roster, you lost so many innings, not just in the rotation. And so if you're the Cardinals, Chris Stratton is another name that I didn't mention but is is relevant to this because he gives you 50-something bullpen innings. The Cardinals are going to need a ton of innings. And to replace those innings in a way that's better than they were last year has to be the goal. 
but you also have to start almost from the ground up. And when you look at Lance Lynn, what kind of signing is this for the Cardinals? I think he's going to be more that number four, number five innings eater type within your rotation. That's the way the Cardinals, in my opinion, at least need to build this out so that the rest of the rotation and the pitching staff can fit and everybody has got their puzzle piece that goes right into the spot where it belongs. I think the spot that Lance Lynn belongs is sort of the back end of your rotation, but a guy that you know can log you innings, and sometimes they'll be ugly innings potentially, right? Like he didn't have a great season last year, especially when he started with the Chicago White Sox. His ERA was 6.47 through 21 starts, but he gets traded to the Dodgers at the deadline. The Dodgers saw something in him to say, hey, we need what Lance Lynn can provide, and he went to the Dodgers over the course of 11 starts, He threw 64 innings, which is darn near six innings per start, and I think the Cardinals would certainly take something in that neighborhood. Uh, The strikeout rate was down. I think it's interesting to note when he joined the Dodgers, when his performance was better, he had only 47 strikeouts in his 64 innings as a Dodger. With the White Sox, he had 119 innings, 144 strikeouts, so the K rate was actually really, really strong. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. They're in Chicago, and for his career, he has been a solid strikeout guy. Lance Lynn, even back with the Cardinals, uh, had some pretty good strikeout numbers over the course of time, uh, but has even kind of gotten better at that as he's gotten along in his career into his 30s and has really dialed into the pitcher that I think uh, he wants to be in that regard. But I'm interested to see kind of what he looks like with the Cardinals because he did have a major decrease to his K rate during the part of the 2023 season where he was at his best and most effective. And so, that's going to be something to watch in terms of like what do we what level of faith do you have in the Cardinals and their coaching staff to be able to get the most out of pitchers? I would say that just reading the room, a lot of Cardinals fans probably do not have a lot of faith in what that looks like. And going into 2024, we still haven't had like an end of season press conference or official announcements on what the full coaching staff is going to be to know some of that information that maybe the Cardinals can add some outside additions. I know they were trying to do so when it comes to guys that uh, or gals even that could come up with ways to improve this pitching staff. Having Yadier Molina involved in some way is something that the Cardinals, I believe, are still circling the drain on. It's just going to be a matter of how involved he wants to be. Is it going to be he's just down at spring training and then maybe pops in from time to time during the season? Would he be in uniform in the dugout during the season? Would he be in the front office but have the ability to interact with players in that capacity? We don't really know just yet. But the Cardinals do have to think about that element of it, in my opinion, because you basically saw two Lance Lins last year, one of them giving the strikeout rate that the Cardinals have talked a lot about needing that swing and miss, and the other version of Lance Lins seemed a little bit more willing to pitch to contact and find other ways to record outs in the games that he pitched. But the other element of Lance Lynn that you cannot ignore, and a big reason why he struggled to the ERA that he had was just the massive home run rate that he allowed uh, in 2023. I believe he led the majors in home runs allowed at 44. And that's certainly, uh, you know, not something that you're excited probably to bring into St. Louis. But then again, is it something that he would be able to 
curb his enthusiasm on that a little bit. I mean, a ton of home runs Lance Lynn was giving up, way more than he ever had at any other point in his career. You look at 2021 and 2022 with the White Sox. In 21, he was an all-star for the second time in his career, uh, almost 10 years later compared to the 2012 all-star season that he had with the Cardinals. A 2.69 ERA, that was only a couple of years ago at this point. So can Lance Lynn tap back into some of that that he had with the White Sox there for a couple of years before everything just went to hell in a handbasket in 2023? The ERA through the roof, the home run rate through the roof, a lot of the other elements pretty similar, strikeout rate, things like that where he was still doing those things with the White Sox. But it almost just seemed like maybe the Cardinals look to just write off a lot of what happened last year from Lynn in Chicago because of how dysfunctional and bad that organization was. I know the Cardinals had a bad year in 2023. I don't know if the Cardinals' dysfunction even comes close to matching what was going on in the Chicago White Sox clubhouse. And that might have been a tough environment to exist where Lance Lynn at a certain point just said, I'm just going get to out, get out there, get shelled, do what I got to do to try to get through the games. And, uh, you know, maybe that has an impact on his performance. But certainly with the Dodgers at a 4.36 ERA, That'll play as kind of the number four in the Cardinals rotation. If you can get 180 innings and a four and a half ERA from Lance Lynn, I know it's not sexy Cardinals fans, but listen, I think that can actually be fine if the Cardinals aren't done here. And we know that they aren't. We know that they cannot be done with this addition of Lance Lynn, but it's all going to be contextualized by where does he slot into the rotation? If he's your number four to Matt's number five and Miles Michaelis is number three, then suddenly, yes, you have about half of a rotation that you feel good about from an innings-eating perspective. The quality of those innings certainly does need to go up. But I also think, even for as bad as Lance Lynn was last year, he was able to get through games and give you a decent number of innings, right? He averaged close to six innings per start uh, with the Dodgers, a little bit less than that with the White Sox. But in 32 starts overall, you get to 183 innings, um, he would have needed to have been at about 192 across that number of starts to be right at six innings per outing. So a little bit below that total, but still not meaningfully so. He's getting you five plus on average and getting you that probably three, four runs a game that he would allow. Again, this is not going to be the move that suddenly vaults the Cardinals back into where everybody wants them to be. I totally understand that. But I do think within the context of future moves that could be on the way, this one could end up looking really savvy. Again, the Cardinals don't just need an ace. They don't just need a number two. They don't just need a back-end, innings-eating type of arm. They don't just need a couple of quality right-handed relievers for their bullpen. They need all of these things, and they need them all at the same time. So I know that the inclination, I think, from Cardinals fans, and I don't really know what the full reaction to this is, maybe just bewilderment at this point from Cardinals fans because they don't really know what to think. I didn't honestly think Lance Lynn was going to be very likely just because I wasn't sure that he was seeking a reunion with the Cardinals this offseason. But uh, clearly he was up for it. Uh, the money seems to be right. The one-year opportunity to potentially for him uh, rebuild his value a little bit and maybe sign a multi-year deal after this season. But then again, he's 36, going on 37 years old. So, uh, you know, toward the tail end of his career. But the, the, the type of pitcher that he is it would seem to me that he would be able to have a little bit of longevity. He does not turn 37 years old until May. He could be the kind of guy that pitches until he's 40 years old with the style that he is, right? Big, bulky, hard-throwing, going to probably lose a tick on his fastball velocity as time goes along, but he could strike me as the type of guy that if he wants to pitch a few more seasons, 
could probably find a way to do so. But there's no doubt that this 2023 season was the worst of his career, and he's going to have to try to find a way through that and back into the landslide that we had seen in previous seasons. If the Cardinals make this gamble and say, look, we think a lot of the struggles he had was just the environment that he was on last year, the team that he was on, and it was just one of those deals where we think he can bounce back. Change of scenery is often something we talk about in sports as being really valuable for guys from time to time. And in this case, maybe the Cardinals see that for Lance Lynn. But again, like I said, I don't know what the reaction is. I'd imagine people are a little bewildered. And also there are going to be a lot of jokes about, oh, this is your big move. There better be more coming. Totally agree. There better be more coming. I think there will be. You don't have to necessarily, if you're the Cardinals in this spot, operate in order, right? You don't have to sign your Yamamoto or your Sonny Gray, then move to your number two, then move to your number five like a Lance Lynn, then move to the bullpen. All of these things have to be happening at once because you cannot afford, if you're the St. Louis Cardinals, to be left in the dust on this. The the market is going to start to move very quickly, I think. You had the Aaron Nola signing yesterday. We did a quick video on that and talked about it yesterday with uh, obviously some additional insight and information to come as reports have come out about maybe the Cardinals' lack of relevance in the sweepstakes for Aaron Nola. It seemed like the Cardinals maybe just thought, and we kind of said this yesterday, that they thought, yeah, he's probably just going back to Philly, so let's not get too invested. We've got to spend our time elsewhere. Uh, I know Derek Gould had reported that the Cardinals had not actually made a formal offer, had not gotten to that point even with Aaron Nola, and it was maybe because they kind of read the room and could tell that it was a situation where he was likely to go back to the Phillies anyway. But the Cardinals are having to do all of these things at once and check in on all of these free agents at once, which is why it's completely fine to make the signing that you do today. Because if Lance Lynn gives you anything, it's the very high likelihood of 180 innings. And the Cardinals lost over 600 innings last year. 100 of them were Wainwright's absolutely dreadful innings, right? So even Lance Lynn from last year with a five-something ERA, I'm not saying it's great. But that's actually an improvement over what they had with Adam Wainwright. And I think there is a real legitimate possibility of Lance Lynn just being better, being more like a four and a half ERA, a four three ERA like he was with the Dodgers, a competitive team the last couple of months of the season. He's got familiarity with Bush Stadium. He's got familiarity with the Cardinals. We're thinking Yadier Molina is going to be back involved on the staff in some capacity, which is just another element of continuity from what Lance Lynn knew previously. He knows this clubhouse. He He's going to step into a clubhouse where I think he's going to be one of those veteran leaders. That That's an example of a guy who did win NLCS games with the Cardinals, right? He was part of the World Series roster in 2011, and a lot of those pieces are departing. And so to get a little bit of that back into the room, I think can only be helpful to the Cardinals. Guy who has won before, knows what it looks like to win, and I think just a presence in the clubhouse that you could probably – benefit from for this coming season do the numbers jump off the page at you no they definitely don't not with the five some odd era but the numbers that i think matter the most to the cardinals are the innings and the strikeouts because he still did have more than a k per inning granted his strikeout rate with the dodgers did look more like miles michaelis and you don't want multiple guys like that in your rotation again especially if you're not so sure the infield defense is going to be able to rebound to the the, the kind of gold glove era that it had 2021 and even into 2022 you're going to need to have more k rate i think that's something the cardinals are seeking it's something that's important 
Ultimately, Lance Lynn, to me, probably settles in around eight, eight and a half strikeouts per inning, more so than the six and a half he was with the Dodgers. And maybe it's a, a little bit of a leap to assume he can get back to being like a, a 10, 11 strikeout per inning guy like he was at times over the last couple of years with the White Sox. So it's going to be interesting to see how he slots in. But as long as he slots in toward the back half of the rotation, a guy you can rely upon to eat innings from that area, it may not be the sexiest move, but I think it's a, an important one that the Cardinals had to get to start the offseason. You could look back on it, though, and say, man, $10 million for that. Maybe that's a little bit more than you were hoping to spend. It, it doesn't really matter. The Cardinals are going to have to spend with this market to be able to accomplish what they set out to do. I still think they need to find a number one in the rotation via free agency. And then, I mean, even if that guy's $25, $30 million, even if that's a Yamamoto, it's probably a Sonny Gray. But you get either of those guys or maybe even Blake Snell in that price range. All right, now you've spent $35, 40 million on just a couple of starters. You can do that, I think, and trade for a guy that's maybe making $10 million or less. Glass now from Tampa would be the exception to that because he's over $20 million, but it's just one year, Bill DeWitt. If you have Yamamoto, and, and I think that's unlikely, so let's say Blake Snell or most likely Sonny Gray, and you went Gray- Glass now, Michaelis, Lynn, Matt. Suddenly you're putting innings out there and you're putting what is hopefully going to be competitiveness out there in a way that you maybe hadn't you hadn't seen before because it was on paper it was very lacking. You just didn't have the names to go with those spots in the rotation. I think that would get you there. I think a Dylan Cease or a, D- a Logan Gilbert, one of those types of trade candidates would be for the best. There are maybe some other names out there. Some people would say Shane Bieber. I'm a little bit less enthused by by his recent output, especially in the strikeout area, the swing and miss area. But let's say you go get Dylan Cease, and your rotation is Gray, Cease, Michaelis, Lynn, Matz. I think that's enough to get you back at the table anyway. And then you have to figure out what to do with the bullpen with maybe only about 10 to $15 million left to play with because I think Dylan Cease is making 8 to $10 million to me, it's possible to do it that way and to be competitive in the way that the Cardinals have discussed wanting to do. But what do you think, Cardinals fans? This is obviously big news for St. Louis. Signing Lance Lynn to a one-year $10 million contract with a club option for 2025 as well. He's got some performance incentives that'll go into the contract this year. What's your reaction to the Lynn deal, and what do you want to see come up next for the Cardinals as they look to fill 600-plus innings from last year's team, which was non-competitive? So you have to fill those innings, and then that's your baseline. You have to fill them and then improve upon the innings that you get. Lance Lynn could be damn near close to a third of that by himself if he returns to kind of the, the workhorse nature that he has been throughout the best times of his career. Do Cardinals fans think he can do it? I think at Bush Stadium helps, right? Half your game's being pitched in a, a pitcher-friendly ballpark from a home run perspective could knock down those home run totals a little bit that plagued Lance Lynn so much last year. And even after he went to the Dodgers, he was still giving up bombs. So uh, that's something that's definitely going to be of interest and to see how he would maybe improve upon that. But I think the Cardinals getting some familiarity. I don't know if the the rusty nail is is quite the right way to describe Lance Lynn. I see a tweet from Jeff Jones um, talking about the Lynn edition and one more edition that we need to talk about that's since been reported as I began recording this podcast, I don't think it had been, but now it has. So we'll talk about it. He said a respected sandpaper voice is maybe a way to look at not only Lance Lynn, but you also have Daniel Descalzo returning to the Cardinals. As listeners probably know by the time you're hearing this, I'm not breaking this news to you as it's now uh, flashing all over Twitter. 
he is being hired to be on the 2024 coaching staff, according to Katie Wu. And St. Louis is still finalizing the staff. And while Descalzo does not yet have an official title, he will be on the major league coaching staff, according to Katie. I think that is another really important move because you start to look at that group that had made the Cardinals so successful from whether you want to call that era like 2011 to 2012, 13, 14, and even the regular season of 2015 when they won 100 games. That was kind of an era where the Cardinals were expected to, whether they did it or not, expected to be in the NLCS every year. And a lot of times they were, and sometimes they were making the World Series and and even occasionally in 11 winning it. You just see a lot of those guys kind of withering out of the organization. They're departing in various capacities. They're retiring. They're heading off. And the Cardinals, I think, maybe just lacking a little bit of that aspect, that little extra je ne sais quoi in their clubhouse last year. And I think it can be beneficial to have a Lance Lynn, which Cardinals fans know exactly what Lance Lynn is, who he is, and what he brings to the table from a personality perspective. I I think that's great to have a veteran like that on a, a generally young pitching staff where you've got guys like Matthew Libertor and Zach Thompson that you're hoping to see emerge. And you've got prospects like Michael McGreevy and Gordon Graceffo that are going to be in there in spring training and see Lance Lynn. They've grown up seeing Lance Lynn, right? Like that's the veteran nature of Lance Lynn at this point. Young pitchers know who that is. He's been around a long time. He's been around more than 10 years. And his kind of surly nature, I think, can fit right in and be what the Cardinals need. He can be that kind of vocal veteran leader at this point and pair with Miles Michaelis. And and I think those two will make a, a nice kind of tandem in terms of veteran leadership in the rotation. I think you need a Lance Lynn to, to, to Miles Michaelis, right? Like it's not that Miles Michaelis isn't a, a fiery guy as well, but you just kind of have different personalities that mesh to form a, a coalition on a pitching staff. And I think those two guys will blend together really nicely to help lead some of the younger players. Um, if it was just Miles Michaelis on his own or just Miles Michaelis with Steven Matz, I think maybe you still kind of, you just need that other kind of personality. I think Lance Lynn brings a different sort of edge that's going to help this team. And then Daniel Descalzo being on the coaching staff again is a guy that was involved in those eras with those teams. He's not going to be on the active roster, but I think it's important for Cardinals fans. You look at the way that people viewed the coaching staff last year. I think a lot of fans, you know, we don't see what goes on in there, but from the outside, a lot of Cardinals fans would remark to me, well, what is Dusty Blake doing? What is Turner Ward doing? I think having a Daniel Descalzo in there is something that will at least give Cardinals fans some comfort to say, hey, they've got a little more faith in the type of personalities uh, that are on this coaching staff. And maybe the familiarity of that to fans doesn't really matter, but I think it it does help maybe for fans to see that and go, all right, I, ju- I know what double D, double three is all about. I know what Descalzo is about, and I feel like adding him to the roster, to the coaching staff at a minimum is something that can help. So how do you feel, Cardinals fans, about the moves today? I'm going to head on out of here because I have plenty of work left to do before the day is over, but we will be back. I promise we will eventually get to talking about the impact of no Dakota Hudson, no Jake Woodford, no Andrew Kisner, and the departure of Juan Yepes as well. Those moves announced on Friday as non-tenders as that deadline came and went. We haven't gotten a chance to dive into it yet on the podcast, but we will. This was just much more important to get into. The Cardinals reportedly signing Lance Lynn, and I'm sure by the time you listen to it, that deal will have become official Lance Lynn heading to the Cardinals in 2024, helping to hopefully revamp that rotation. What do you think about it, Cardinals fans? Sound off in the comments section below. Hit like on this video and subscribe on the YouTube channel. 
to stay with us all offseason for plenty of Cardinals coverage. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next time very soon on Be Safe Daily. Peace.